welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozivovich. Hello. And we are doing today our preseason weekend review wrap-up show. That is it, boys and girls. The preseason's over. We are getting ready for this Thursday for NFL football. The games are going to count. We're going to see where our teams stand. We're going to take that big first step to win that league championship. And, uh, you know, a lot of cuts made this week. And first I just want to say is what's real nice to see this preseason is there's no major injuries. Nobody came out hurt. Uh, nobody came out. There's no big names that tore their ACL, tore their Achilles like that. So everybody's team should be coming in pretty healthy, which is a nice start to the year. You know, nothing's worse than, you know, week, you know, four, the third preseason game, fourth preseason game, and your guy tears his ACL, and you have, like, somebody, like, you know, you're starting running back, and all of a sudden you're instantly behind the eight ball. I, yeah, I totally agree. There were no major uh, no major injuries, really. There was, like, what, uh, what's his name, Kendall Hunter from – but he, but you weren't, you know, relying no on him anyway. No major injuries, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but there was some cuts, and there's some, you know, for all us dynasty players out there, there's some, uh, you know, deep stashes, some rookies that we had on our teams this year, some former first round picks that were only first round picks maybe two years ago that have been cut. Uh, let's start off with, you know, one a guy I took in the first round a couple of years. Uh, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Georgia Tech, Stephen Hill mm. from the Jets. Yeah, he's gone, cuts. man. Gone. He was a. Uh, Kind of not nice on the way out either. His his agent was talking smack about the Jets and yeah, uh, I saw that about how he was going to get a job and all. I mean, and, and no, it passed right through waivers, unclaimed, and now he's just yeah. a free agent. We're recording this on Monday, and as of right now, he still is having. Oh, we're gonna we're we're gonna show you right in the mm. CFL. <laughs> and and no matter where he goes to, he's not going to hold any value, really. I wouldn't think. No, I mean, he simply just can't. I mean, his routes aren't crisp, and he, he can't, can't catch catch the ball. Right. Always, always a problem for a wide receiver. Yeah, that's usually uh, receivers are demanded to catch the ball. He should have played defensive back. Speaking about uh, speaking of uh, guys that can't catch the ball, Greg Little got cut too by the Raiders. I, ho- I hope he still has that date circled where he plays the Browns. Oh yeah, so he can watch. <laughs> I'm mad. On NFL I'm mad. I was gonna say, I think he could probably get single game tickets if he wants to come see a Browns game. Still available yeah. at your local ticket office or yeah. Ticketmaster. Right. Um, yeah, Greg Little. You know, as soon as he got cut in time with the Raider, Raiders, he he tweeted out, oh, "Oh, you bet I got this date circled for the Browns," and mm. I tweeted. Like, I hope you didn't drop the pen when you circled that date. Uh, but, yeah, another cut. And he is somebody that, I mean, if you can't make the Raiders. Uh, and the Browns in one offseason? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. This ain't New York. It's about you, as low as you can go. Right. If you can't make it in, in Oakland, you can't make it anywhere. Right, right. So, yeah, Greg Little out. Stephen Hill out. Charles Johnson for the Browns. Uh, Really kind of one of those guys a lot of people rush to their dynasty waiver wires to pick up. Definitely when they found out he made the 53-man roster. And then a day later, waived yeah. from the 53-man 53 man roster. But now here's another guy that if you're going to do if – you, if you're interested and you liked Charles Johnson and the Browns receiving court is very iffy to say the least, they signed LaRon Bird from the Cowboys. From so, the Hurricanes. Former Hurricane. 6'4", 220, 445. Mike is sitting here in his hurricane hat and his hurricane jersey. Mike, tell us about LaRon Bird. Um, I don't, you know, to be honest, I like, I think 
for dynasty value or in fantasy football value. I I, I don't think he'll, he's going to amount to much, but I think he's a hard worker. You know, um, he was always one of my favorite Hurricanes uh, wide receivers when he was there. Um, I just don't think that, especially being on the Browns, I, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't rush out and go get him. I mean, the C's been out of the league, you know, in the league for a few years already, like three or four years. So it's like, he hasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just a, he's roster. Filler. He's a body. Right. I mean, I like him. I think it'll be cool for the Browns, but for fantasy purposes, it's. Leave him on your way. Right. I wouldn't rush out and go get him. The Browns have two first round picks next year, and you can expect one of them to be a receiver, and Josh Gordon will be back. Uh, let's talk about another. Uh, let's talk about some uh, other big for former first round picks here. They would. Oh, actually, let's talk one about one more receiver that was a draft pick this year. Um, going as high as the fourth round earlier in the year, Brandon Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Yeah, for yeah. the Saints, another guy. You know, big bodied. Uh, you know, he's like six 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 five. Yes. And you know, somebody that intrigued me because you know anybody that went to the Saints is intriguing. And they cut Robert Meacham and they cut Brandon Coleman. So another guy who's been cut, who's not been picked up. And like we said, these are draft picks. You know, you're, you get excited about these draft picks, and you get excited guys like about Brandon Coleman, and then all of a sudden, three weeks later, they're they're flipping burgers at Burger King. Exactly, and they played exactly as the same amount of NFL snaps as you and me. Well, regular season, regular season, right? Snaps, yes, Oops. I I'm not gonna count my preseason snaps, but yes. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Thomas finally is cut Adios. in Miami. Finally, talk yeah, about finally. Talking about a former first round pick in your rookie drafts who went to Miami, who is just, you know, there's power backs and there's power turds. And Daniel Thomas, he, find, he finds himself in that power turd category. He was just terrible. He's really I bad. can't believe it lasted this long. Yeah. It was a, yeah, he's awful. It was but, a mistake every year to keep him, and they just kept compounding it by keeping him. But, yeah, but they, that, that number two, I think it was a second round pick, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah he, he, he's got to get every shot possible, you right, know, right. before you admit your mistake. Right. And the guy that we've been preaching, uh, you know, at least I've been kind of big on from Oklahoma, uh, you know, Damian Williams made the roster listed right. as number three on the depth chart behind no and Lamar. And let's face it. We don't know how Lamar, I mean, I'm kind of still big on Lamar. I know Matt, you're not big on Lamar. None of us were probably really too big on no shine long-term. So it's, it's, that's a nice, you know, if you got Damian Williams, which you could have got late in your draft, which I got in a couple round drafts, uh, nice pickup for being a number three back. I mean, he's one injury away from getting playing time. Absolutely. I mean, I think I picked him up in like the fifth round in one of our drafts, in the one of our rookie drafts, and that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, anytime you get like a back that has opportunity to play yeah. that you can stash on like your taxi squad or deep on the back end of your roster is always a nice grab. So good for Damian Williams. Not so good for Daniel Thomas. He will not get a job anywhere. His days playing in the NFL are over. Another guy who was, a, who was cut, who was a f- former high pick, Mikel LaShore. LaShawn, in yeah. Detroit, gone, gone, gone. I mean, okay. he only had one kind of halfway decent fantasy year anyway, and then he was kind of yeah, sent to the bench as soon as Reggie got first there. round pick. Yeah. We had a guy in our league. He had to take. He took Mikel Ashore, and it just like led to like a devastating like then uh uh Javid Best because they took Javid Best. He uh, wasted his first round picks because he, he kept taking. You know, he wanted to make sure he had a Detroit running back. Right, and they all just. There's nothing worse than when you're rostering three players for one position. That's stupid in my mind, right? I hope he's not listening. Yeah, sorry. Like I said you are stupid. No, I mean, this is a bad idea, especially then you're bogged down with, like, crappy players. I agree. And, then, and, then, and I know Mike lives by that strategy. He's like, hey, man, don't, don't just don't draft, keep drafting your league handcuffs because 
then you're just all bottled up in one position with one team, and it's just not a good spot to be. And you're literally just waiting for injuries to come come around. So those are some cuts. You guys got some significant cuts you want to run by me? Um, I kn- another guy that was, I think, in the same draft as um, LaShore was Ryan Williams, who just got cut again. Yeah, he, he got signed in the practice squad. Right, right. And, I mean, ever since those knee injuries and everything, I mean. Just hasn't been the same. Yeah, I mean, he was a second-round pick, I think, in our, our, our uh, Dynasty League. When he did go, I remember because when the guy that took him stood up, like, oh, <laughs> Cardinals future starting running back Ryan Williams. And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I mean, I've never been big on him. He was explosive with the knee injuries. They, they, he just really. Yeah, that, that, that screwed him. Yeah, either you overcome or you don't. And he is a don't. Seastrunk got cut. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Seastrunk got cut and didn't make the. Pre- Dude, he was drafted in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even put him on the ten man practice squad. Nope. Yeah. Is what Chris Thompson they put on out of him? Or? Yeah, and they kept Silas Red, the um another undrafted rookie. Yeah, a lot of people on the roster. A lot of people kept tweeting at me like, "Hey, where do you put Silas Red now?" And I'm personally, I know, and I admit I was harsh about it, but I I still I don't see any value in Silas Red. I mean, he has got that number two job locked up. He's going to play in all third downs. Uh, so that's like that's a I mean. I could I couldn't see an instance where you would want to roster Silas Red like no matter how deep your league is. I mean, you would have to have a deep, deep league. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ours is thirty man deep, and he wouldn't be rosterable. So, and so, and <laughs> no, so, you know, yeah. he's like a practice squad guy. Like the right, only way you'd I mean, ever pick him up is if, if there you was drafted him. You no, know, if, if they were decimated by injury. I mean, like, yeah. and there's going to be thirty more Silas Reds next year. So like, I just wouldn't even worry well, about this was it. Somebody tweeted, he's like, what, what do you, what, what, what number do you put a value on him? And I'm like. 0.0. Right. That's where I value him. And, yeah. I, and I still, I wrote back to him, like, you know, I feel, I know that was harsh, but at the same time, he is on the bottom of the chart. I mean, he's the only way he'll ever get any PT is by injury. And then he's just one of those guys, even if he does get PT, not enough to really kind of, like, you're in a bad shape anyways. Right. Yeah, you should be able to, uh, I mean, he should, if he ever did turn into something, you barely get him on your waiver wire, probably. You yeah. know, and yeah. then he's not a starter. He's not a starter quality back. Right. I mean, oh yeah, even absolutely. if even if he ends up being in the starting lineup of yeah. of the Washington Redskins, he shouldn't be in your fantasy lineup. Which right is yeah, there, you go. Basically, exactly. the bottom line. Yeah, I, I mean, know. make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. I mean, we're updating our rankings all the time to see where these guys stand, and you know, you get us up on Twitter again. That was a tw- Twitter question I got asked at Dynasty Nerds. I probably got about three or four questions on Silas Red, and they're all the same. Like, not really much value. Right, I saw those. That's why I just kept talking about it. It seemed like people were interested. Yes, people want to know about Silas Red, and now you know. Yep. No one's half the battle. All let's right. talk about now. Let's talk now. Speaking of hurricanes, let's okay. talk about a guy that led all wide receivers in a preseason with 232 yards. Hmm. Who hmm. could this who, be? Who is that? I don't know. Tell Our me. reference of the week goes to Mike. Yes, Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns right. made the squad, made a 53-man roster. Good for him. Right, I mean, and then, like, just, like, in com- comparison to, like, you know, when we were talking about LeRon Bird, like, who's been a journeyman around the league, you know, there's no ceiling there. At least with Alan Hearns, I think, like, there's possibility that he can get some playing time. It's worth a, a well, you probably already had your rookie drafts already, but like we were saying, he's he, he's worth a late-round pick, and I'm sure some people aren't on board yet. So. If, you've, if you've been listening to our show regularly, thank you, first of all. Second of all, then you probably have gone out and picked up Alan Hearns off the waiver wire, right on. Because right. Mike has been preaching him since March, and I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice or going to be the best ever, but like rosterable in in deep fantasy leagues. 
And you never know. And from there, you don't know because you're dealing you know, with Marquis. Jerry Rice. Right. You're dealing with Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson. Cecil Shorts. All, all young guys. Like Cecil Shorts is what he is. He's decent, you know. And those other two guys are, they're young. They haven't they're proved. They, well, they're right? rookies as well. They haven't right. proven anything. And, exactly. And how, how many second round busts did we just talk about? Yeah. And the, both those guys are second round picks. So it's possible. I mean, there's at least, hey, that's all you're looking for. You're looking I mean, for a late really, round possibility like I mean, a steal. Yeah, so. Mal Robinson's got the hammy issues, which I'm not overly concerned with. Right. Cecil Shorts is not a long term answer there. We've already questioned Marquise Lee's heart. You know, Jacksonville's uh, depth charts are up now, and Marquise Lee and Cecil Shorts are listed as the starters. Yeah. I and saw it's that. Robinson behind Shorts and then Mike Brown behind Lee, but I, I, I don't see Hearns having any problem being out Mike Brown. No. So. I, no. I, that's where I see him. So, again, for dynasty value, three years down the road, Alan Hearns could be a starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, remember, he had all that success with Blake Bortles, so they already have chemistry there. Right. Um, let's talk about another rookie that actually was drafted, who led all the r- running backs this year in the preseason with 243 rushing yards. Lorenzo Taliaferro. He's looked good. We right. said this before. Right. He's looked good. He's run hard. You know, Ray Rice has spent those two games. Pierce, you know, hasn't looked bad when he's played, but he's not, his talent doesn't overwhelm me. So it wouldn't surprise me if, like, somehow Talia Farrow can get a shot and they go with a hot hand there and he gets more carries. Right. Definitely a really intriguing prospect that I'd really wish, like, I don't have, I didn't, I didn't end up getting him any of my rookie drafts, but he's somebody, and I know, Mike, you just had a startup draft yesterday. Right, yeah, and I, got I drafted him, him yeah. It, it just, like, it's one of those things where, hey, if it doesn't work out, then I'll just move on. You know, not a big deal. And because I drafted him late, and if it works, he's in. It just like to me, he that situation and how it works. It just it look looks to me as though like that guy might be that could be a real steal opportunity yeah. just based off of you know Ray Rice, what's going on with him, and and like you're saying, not overwhelmed with Bernard Pierce. So it's like he seems like a guy in that situation that could be a steal. So I just I wanted to get it, go out there and I got him late and. If it works out, cool, and if not, and there'll be another guy like that next year, I'm sure. So, right. I mean, the door's definitely been left open a little bit. Right. You know, yeah. All he has to do is bust through it, and, right? And, and he has the opportunity to. Do uh, it. And he I did, think he did what he had to do in the preseason to show that right. he could play in this league. And I think that's like where you're, you know, where you're going to be drafting some of these guys, or where you have drafted, depending on when you have your rookie draft. Especially like for our league, when we draft in like June. You know, you're just like where he went. Where where did he go? Like fourth round, probably or yeah. something like that. He's right now, yeah. I mean, or he'd definitely go high. He, he'd go way late, higher yeah, now, late right? Second, early. I mean, I took Charles Sims ahead of him, which I still like Sims like long term. But it's like if you ask me right now, who'd rather have Sims or Talia Farrow? I'm like, well, yeah, give me without a doubt Talia Farrow. Right, right. I just you know you just you're looking for that shot. I mean, we all know not all the rookies pan out, so you're just trying to gauge each situation. And I think he could be the guy. So. Right, here, here's a guy that's not a rookie. Um, you could say this is deserved. And again, when we diss this guy, it's not because he's a, a horrible quarterback. He's just a bad fantasy quarterback. Alex Smith, four years, sixty-eight million, forty-five million guaranteed in Kansas City. Uh, you know, he, he his record it's proven enough. You know, his completion record is proven enough where he deserved the extension. Hey, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And every time when we come out here and diss Alex Smith, it's not because he's a bad NFL quarterback. He's just not a good fantasy football right. quarterback. There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Just for our purposes, it's, you know, he's better NFL player than he is fantasy. And, it, and it's good for, in some aspects for Chiefs players, just because of stability. I mean, right. you want a quarterback that knows his system, that knows it well, and can get you the ball. 
Uh, Dwayne Bowe still gonna be the number one there. Uh, speaking of the, you know that receiving, he's out game one. You know, Donnie Avery is gonna start there, and Junior Hemingway is listed atop the depth chart too. So that if that's something you don't know in Kansas City right now. Dwayne Bowe is out game one. If you're desperate in your dynasty league because your receivers are just decimated from bad drafting or injuries or what have you, Donnie Avery and Junior Hemingway are listed as the starters. When Bo comes back, it'll probably be Stonehands, Avery, and uh, Bo. But again, I mean, Alex Smith limits your your options are at receiving. Another sneaky guy there is, uh, I think his name is Frankie Hammond. Frankie Hammond? Yeah. Um, he's just He's been starting preseason games. Okay. okay. During, uh, I think, the last preseason game or the third and the last. I can't remember. I think they were, like, gearing up because, you know, they knew Bo was going to miss the first game. I would hope, though, after going into week one, your wide receivers aren't that terrible where you got to go out and pick up Junior Hemingway from right. the waiver no, wire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying keep an eye on the Frankie Hammond guy right. just to see what he does because who knows? I mean, he could beat out either one of those guys and be starting yeah. next well, yeah. to Bo. I mean, right now they have him listed, listed as number three. They have A.J. Jenkins and Albert Wilson. And obviously, when Dwayne Bow comes back, this is, comes at too. But it's a nice watch guy, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. throw him on your watches and I know just check him out. Nothing about him whatsoever. So yes, if Matt says watch him, I'm yeah, saying put watch him on him the too. yeah, put him on because the watch list. I mean, obviously they have Travis Kelsey still behind, you know, Anthony Fasano, and Kelsey should be the starter there. Right on. Let's go. Let's actually know that's gonna be for uh, tomorrow's episode for the sit start. I really want to get this. Uh, excuse me, death chart. But uh, another guy that made the roster. Of his team, Chef Janice. Yeah, man, big. Yeah, team. made the fifty-three for the Packers. Kept hearing just how we made like wild plays almost every single, yeah, uh, every single practice, and and it wasn't really a surprise to me when he made the fifty-three man roster. Was no, this- it seemed like as like about uh about halfway through that like, he was going to be on the team, right, right after the injury to uh Abadaris or whatever, he was going to make the. the right. Team. Well, well, he had, he was out for the beginning of camp with like shingles or whatever, and then okay. Abadaris. You know, blew out his ACL, and and Jeff Janice came back like the next week, and right? Immediately and started making plays. Yeah, and I remember very clearly right after the NFL draft that came on the air here with you guys and said, "Hey, I really like Jeff Janice in Green Bay over Aberdeers." You did. You sure did. You sure did. I think Mike and I were the opposite. We were totally opposite, but I think we both came around. Yes. In were, fact, you I, were right, Rich. You were right. We were wrong. Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. That's yeah. smart of you to say. Mm-hmm. I could tell that's what you needed to hear. <laughs> Give it to me again. And moving on to another guy. Now, here's a very intriguing situation. A situation that is completely flip-flopped here in Cleveland. We had Terrence West, the Browns, straight up in the third round to grab him. Looked great in training camp. Preseason starts, not so great. Isaiah Kroll, back in March, was a first-round running back taken in almost all every mock draft we did. Corral comes in in the last preseason game, rushes like 10 times for like 113 yards. 13 times, 102 and a touchdown. And he pretty much just tore it up, looked really well, had a big 45-yard run, looked explosive, hit the holes hard. They're talking about here in Cleveland, made the 53-man roster, is the number three back here in Cleveland. Yeah, they cut Deion Lewis. They cut um, Obaniah. Obaniah. Right. So they cleared it out, man. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Ben, ben Tate's a clear-cut number one here in Cleveland for sure, but now... Yeah, that's pretty pretty evident. Yeah, and now, but we're not so sure about who's going to be the number two back, who's going to get those opportunities, what's going to... Ha- I mean, obviously, if Tate goes down, it's going to be a running back probably committee, but, I mean, as people always has been have said earlier, you know, talent wins out, and, I mean, Corral could actually end up being the number two back, possibly the future back in Cleveland. I mean, he looked really good. At, I mean, obviously... 
It, it was the fourth pre. It was the fourth preseason. Yeah, because the first three preseason games, he didn't do anything. And all those people. carries in some Right. So all those people that use those high draft picks on Isaiah Crowell are probably pooping their pants when he wasn't playing at all in the preseason. It wasn't looking good for him until this last game. And we just talked about it last week. We're like, oh, look at look at how much stuff turns. Look at Terrence West as the man. Crowell's aiming and carries, and now people took him. And now right. look, here we are, one week later. How much how something could change yeah. that quickly? And like, all right, you know, this is this is a guy now you want on your roster. That's just a, oh, go ahead. So I mean, just as like a a side note, Terrence West played in the fourth preseason game too. He only had 13 yards on six carries. Yeah, so, he I mean, hasn't been looking good at all. He just hasn't looked good. He's been dancing a little bit in the holes instead right. of hitting him hard, and he's just kind of having a hard time adjusting. And even the coach came out and kind of said something to the effect that, you know, some people think they've arrived just when they make the team, and they kind of, like, start easing back a little bit. Yeah, so you want that Trent Richardson effect on ex- you. Exactly. So, obviously, Isaiah Crowell is is still hungry, and he's he's pushing him. So I don't right. know, it's kind of one of those, it's kind of one of those things where I'm glad I didn't, I had an opportunity to to draft Terrence West in two drafts. I took Devontae Freeman and it was always because I had a kind of uneasy feeling in the back of my head about him because I wasn't sure what exactly you were going to get from him. So I'm glad I kind of went with the clearer Devontae Freeman pick. And I took West over Freeman. Uh, no, 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 no. Because you actually took Freeman before me. But right, I took right. West in the draft. Uh, I was prepared to take West in another draft, and I just so happened to get Carlos Hyde instead. So, but yeah, I mean, I, West is a guy in our league that I traded back up into the first round to grab at twelve. I mean, I gave up Dennis Pitta in my second to get there, so it's not like I gave up a lot right. having Gronk on my roster as well and Dwayne Allen. But at the same time, it's it's something to be worried about. Now, again, I'm not. It's a preseason. I'm not worried yet. He's still a rookie, uh, but it's still time will tell. The it, the, the, the you know the 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 antenna's up. I'm yeah, I'm worried right, right, a little right. bit. There is now before I was really confident. Now I'm like, uh the situation's got your attention. You're 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 honed in on it. I wish crazy. I got Cole as a backup. Let me put it that way. Yeah. This is crazy how fast stuff changes. You know, everything some of these situations are so fluid, you know, and it's like well, I don't know. I, I just I mean we see it too by doing our rankings. Like how oh, much I mean we'll yeah. look at our rankings and two weeks later you'll look at our we'll we'll go like readjust our rankings and do our rankings and you're like, oh man. What was I thinking? How the hell is it? I got this guy up twenty spots. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it looks like it's paying off for those people, you know. So thankfully that worked. We were kind of touching on fluid situations. What do you think about the um, Ryan Mallet to Houston trade? Seems like it's going to be a kind of a fluid situation. Yeah, I I like it. I don't know. I, you, before we were talking before the show, and it sounded like you hate Rich does not like Ryan Mallet. I, I still don't think Houston's quarterback of the future is on their roster. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably everything true. Everything I saw to Ryan Mallon in a preseason game. And now, I liked Ryan Mallon a lot in Arkansas. I did. Right. Coming out. But, I mean, just everything I've seen, and granted, it's a, it's, these quarterbacks are so hard to predict anyway. So, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a quarterback guru. But everything I've seen, you know, what I've seen out of Teddy Bridgewater, I've liked a lot. What I've seen out of Blake Bortles, I liked a lot. Right. What I've seen out of Ryan Mallett, eh. It, eh. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I have Ryan Mallett, and I've been holding him for a long time in, in my one league. And I kind of agree with you. I, I don't know. I don't. There seems to be like just something missing. Maybe he doesn't have like that it factor that everyone talks about with quarterbacks. Like you got to have like command of everything. Like he definitely has like the, the arm and everything like that. Yeah, but size isn't a problem. Size. No, not at all. But he just, he's, something does seem to be missing with him. But I guess who knows? I mean, you're just sitting there in Tom Brady's shadow for. <laughs> what? What are you supposed to do? You're not going to go right. and be out with Tom Brady. That's not happening. So who knows? Maybe he goes to Houston and, and it all changes. Could and, it be? Well, at the same time, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in 
uh, Tom Brady's shadow for two months, and he came out and he looked he looked significantly better because he hasn't been beat down for three years sitting there on the bench. Right. You know? I knows? mean, could it be could it be one of those things where, like, because you you already know about um, Ryan Mallett, like he's lost some of his luster just because he has been a backup. Like, because I guarantee you, three years ago we were probably all would love Ryan Mallett. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of just like, uh, you, He's you're just kind of, like, yeah, and you, and you kind of just like, I don't know, you just see just, just cause he's not playing, you kind of just like, he loses even, some of that. I mean, luster. even that situation altogether though is, I mean, is Houston three years down the road, even really ultra desirable at this point, you know, with Andre Johnson probably gonna be out of the league, Aaron Foster probably out of the league in three years. So it's like any, I mean, any starting quarterback, there's somewhat to be excited about, but I mean, quarterback's the least. You know, unless you're in two QB league, least valuable position. Houston three years is going to be like a huge question mark. You know, where Jacksonville is like a really exciting place right now for three years down the road, but we don't even know what's going to happen down there. Bill O'Brien, new coach. Um, again, I just don't think that their quarterback of the future is on the roster. No, I mean, probably not. What are they going to do with Tom Savage? Right. They have Fitzpatrick, Smithpatrick. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, again, something I'm not really overly. It's not even on my radar. I don't even care what like who prevails. Again, I'm more intrigued about what they do in the future. I think their quarterback is going to come from the draft. Yeah, because they're probably going to be a top ten pick and be in the Mariota, Winston, Hunley race. I would assume. Yeah, here, here, here's something too that I want to just pique everybody's interest here. If you're uh, listening uh, as well, Cause I've, I've actually had a couple of these questions about San Francisco's defense, and okay. now with. And I know it's just a defensive question. I just want to get out there real quick because everybody's still telling me like San Francisco's defense is like, you know, they're getting drafted in like redraft leagues, like super high, but they lost Dante Whitner. Alden Smith is getting suspended for the first nine games. And Ray uh, McDonald just beat on somebody. Navarro Bowman's injury too. And he's injured he's as well. Injured. So, that, I mean, it's a huge, you know what I mean? I'm just saying for people out there, they're like, oh, dude, I'm still starting San Francisco. They're super sweet. Again, I know it's something really minor. It's a defense we really shouldn't be talking about. It's just something that came to my attention. I want to bring out there to everybody to make them aware, like, hey, beware of that situation a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't draft defenses mm-hmm. any higher than, like, the second-to-last pick. Yes. Well, somebody asked me, on, uh, I was on a radio, ESPN radio last week, and they're like, where do you take your kicker and defense? I'm like, I take my defense with my second-from-last pick and my kicker with my last pick. Like, how often? I'm like, every single time. Right. No circumstances. Like, I have no, I mean, I just, for me, how I did my redraft thing, you know, obviously I use my rankings, you know, for, but when it came down to um, the defenses and the kickers, I just pulled off uh, ESPN's website because I just wanted to have the names just in front of me, you know, so when it came down, so I could have someone to cross off when they get taken. And and by no means do I have a, a way of ranking defenses, but. ESPN had Carolina Panthers defense number two, for example, right? And they and they were there at the very second to last pick. So, like, I just don't think anybody really knows how to rank these defenses, and they just, I, I don't know, it's just pointless to take one early because you're probably not getting the best one. Right? Exactly. You know, so from year to year, there's so many moving pieces ah. to make like a defense be good that, right that it's hard to gauge yeah it's so, like yeah. and like fantasy we're predicting how one player is going right. to be it for doing a defense you got to predict how 11 people are going to be it's like with uh, four new pieces every year right more, i just you know? i it's would like, not and whether and right, the, right the team that they're facing schedule strength of schedule who's injured it 
It, it is. I mean, I mean, granted, Seattle's defense is really good. They're going to be really good this year. Right. Uh, you know, Carolina's defense is good. But everybody else, you know, yeah, you don't know. Like, I got the Saints defense, and I picked up, and they, they were pretty good. Right. They were good enough. Right. I mean, like, who cares? I don't yeah. know. I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if I was in a league that didn't have a defense or a kicker, you know, like, right. Know. It just seems weird. <laughs> this is where he, we stand three days before the season starts. We're talking defense. Oh, baby. Yeah. We've covered right. we've covered all bases. Now we're covering the tail end of it. So defense. Sammy uh, re-injured his rib, huh? Yeah. yeah. Speaking, getting back to the offensive Speak, players. Speaking of that, too, I went on the most recent updated Buffalo death chart. Robert Woods is listed as the starter over Mike Williams. Interesting. Finally. Well, I thought it should have been that way all, all along. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll good for Robert Woods. We'll see who actually plays more. I mean, Sammy, I mean, well, I mean, here's the thing. Sammy's ribs, he might not even play, you know, week right. one. And if he does play, how effective is he going to be? I mean, he came back after a week, and he got hit once. Once, and he's like, once. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, he's your star, so. So Doug Marone's basically with those, that second wide receiver is like how I am with some of those guys where, one day I feel this way, and the other day I feel the other way, and you just flip flop them. I'm, I'm gonna like start calling size. that the Marones. Right, exactly. I like your size, Mike. Once you get in there this week, I'm gonna start you this week. And but oh, I shouldn't have benched Robert Woods. I'm such oh, an idiot. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> and Doug Marone's probably gonna get fired up. I mean, yeah, Buffalo. Seriously. It just seems to me like a bad situation this year. I mean, EJ Manuel looks poor. Sammy's already banged up. They have, you know, Fred Jackson's still Fred Jackson. He's not, I mean, he's still, he's 35. Uh, you know, CJ Spiller's explosive. Their O-line's not the greatest. It's just a lot of question marks. E- Kiko Alonso's hurt. They didn't even um, nominate EJ Manuel as one of their captains. I saw that. No, he was elected a captain today. I saw that on Roto World, I swear. No. No, was I not. Think you think you missed yeah, right. yeah. I think you misread. I think you had that uh, Borat syndrome. He was not <laughs> selected. <laughs> As a oh, captain. So he was non selected. Yeah. No. So EJ Manuel was selected a captain. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you want EJ Manuel to lead? Well, he's got no choice. He's got to, uh, he's got to lead the team. He's just not very good. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that's a pretty much, you guys, anything else? I got a couple of quick things. Yeah. Uh, Martavis Bryant sprained his AC joint in his shoulder. Um, that stinks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just a quick little injury thing. But Derek Carr looked really good. Yeah, he did. And they're actually, um, I guess there's open to discussion on who they're going to start. I hope the they start him because, like, I, I, one thing that I'd be afraid would happen in Oakland is, like, plus I have Derek Carr in our dynasty league, so I have a small investment in him. I would hate to see, like, they they screw around. They start shop. They're really crappy. They bring in Derek Carr, and then the Raiders are just the Raiders, and and then they have to fire their coach, right. who then brings in a new quarterback, right. and then Derek Carr is just like an afterthought. I'd like to like see really him play. Good. You know the what you're full getting. Season. You know what you're getting out of Shab. Yeah, yeah three wins. Well, yeah, he, he's terrible. Right. So you might as well see what you can get out of Derek Carr. Maybe you'll you'll string together a few. Wins the, early in the season, right? Like build some momentum, you know. Because yeah, we all know, dude, one quarterback for as crappy as Oakland seems or whatever. If you just if in NFL, if you have the quarterback, you you're gonna be good. Right. So you you never know. I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, right. maybe Derek Carr can make them win. Eight Anything's games better or than something. Shop. Right. I agree. I agree. And you guys are right about EJ Manuel. I did read it wrong. Uh, another news that just broke: Chargers just cut Marion Grice. Which uh, oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Which was a draft pick, but we took. Remember we were talking before about Brandon, Brandon Oliver, Oliver there. So he made, Brandon Oliver made the team. Then is that? Uh, I will hit up the depth chart here, but I just it just came across about two minutes ago that Grice was finally uh, let go, which is no surprise. He's he's really underwhelmed there in San Diego in the preseason. 
And so, they have a lot of running backs. And they too. got a lot of running backs. I mean, yeah, and Brandon Oliver was listed already listed ahead of Grice on their depth chart here. It's not updated where Grice is off the roster, but it's Donald Brown, Woodhead Matthews, and Brandon Oliver. Mm-hmm. So again, Oliver's definitely worth a roster spot. Definitely a guy, you know, Donald Brown being a free agent after this year. Uh Matthews being a free agent after this year. So I thought Donald Brown signed a three year deal, no? No, Woodhead signed an extension. I thought Brown signed just a one year deal. Oh, okay. So um, so just one last news note, I guess uh, Tim Tim Wright came in and played uh, for the Patriots for four six for four to three yards. Nice, not bad for a, a debut. I mean, he just got traded there and just you know, got there too. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of a if that clues you in on how they might use him throughout yeah. the season. That's that's pretty good for a first game. I'd say so. And he did get drafted in my league, so yeah. people are seeing should be so. on every roster. Right. So. Yeah, I mean that's it, guys. I mean we have. The preseason is all wrapped up. We are ready to go. Make sure you're going to be getting on DynastyNerds.com every day. Check out all the latest articles we have. Uh, every Thursday, we'll be doing our sit and start uh, article, which is the way I write it to is my not-so-obvious sits and start. So it's really designed to help. You know, not everybody in their redraft leagues when they got injuries, but dynasty leagues when you don't have the depth like most people have. So right. you know, anybody can tell you go out there and start Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's too I easy. I dig deeper than that. I, right. look, I look at guys that can really help you, and I pick those big names that I think you should sit. Well, that, that goes in real quick, and I know we're trying to wrap it up, but like when we talk about teams or who should be rostered, and we're like, oh, that dude should be rostered. Granted, you got to take, like, so not everybody's leagues are as deep, deep as the yeah. ones we're talking about, but we're giving you, because a couple guys on Twitter were like, oh, I only run like a 16, 17-man um League. Dynasty League, yeah. and it's like, it's and then, then it's fine. That's, you know, everyone's is different, but we're giving you those not so obvious. If you are in a deeper league, like, like you said, like we could, we can say the, all the famous guys all day long, and that's not really helping anybody. We're giving you those for the deeper leagues to go out on the limb, and, you know, we're finding guys out there, the diamonds yeah. in the rough for you. We'll be doing our daily, uh, daily pool. You know, all those drafters, fandals, we'll have articles up there every week to give you our optimal lineups for that on DynastyNerds.com, written by at Dynasty Tommy. We will be doing our start, not-so-obvious starts column every week. We'll be updating our rankings on a probably every week, every two-week uh, basis there. We will have articles up every single day to help you better your team, better your chance of winning. So make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com every single day to better your chances of winning your league. Make sure, you know, you get on there, like us on Facebook. Get on there on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. That's what we really appreciate, too, because it helps us get the podcast out to more people. You guys have been doing that. We really appreciate it. Ranking us on iTunes uh, helps us out a lot, and we appreciate all the feedback you guys get us. And, of course, of course, use Twitter. Get that information. You guys got any questions at all, you always hit me up on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And tomorrow's episode will be our very first of the season. Our start, sit, our little sleepers every week. They'll come out every Thursday on iTunes, on, Stitch, on Stitcher, and on the site. We'll, our podcast every Thursday will be our start, sit episode and our sleepers of the week. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Until then, guys, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.